<laughs> Live in front of a studio audience, it's The Side Questa, your weekly journey into the world of video games, video game culture, and people who apparently like to burp a lot. That's totally cool. Go ahead. Uh, if you don't like to burp a lot, then um, leave. Leave, apparently. Uh, hey, it is, uh, we get two weeks left in the year. We decided to do our annual uh, game of our Godi of the year, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun show today. Hopefully, it's not too long. I'm going to try to zip through mine, but I already <laughs> know JJ and Zach are going to have a four hours each. But uh, that's fine. I can I zip how... through it, but there is a listen. four there is a four minute video in uh, in the middle of it. Nice. <laughs> listen, listen. I don't care how mu- how long you played Sonic Frontiers. It's gonna be uh, you know it's a long video. Um, but no, it's gonna be a fun fun episode. And feel free to comment along and let us know what your favorite games of the year are. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm Dolly Domofsky wearing my festive outfit. Uh, J- JJ's pulling a yeah. uh, show that show his crotch. Yeah, doing that. Uh, uh, I forget Vic, his name. Vic Mania. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, and, yeah, that was JJ, obviously, yeah. showing his crotch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To my left, your right, is Cat in the Hat, Cat in the Baguette, Sam. Uh, hello. Hello, Sam. Let me go like this. Uh, down here, oh, wait, down there, Zach Quest. So, and then on the other side, Taylor Bliss. That's me. And maybe Johnny will join us too. Who knows? Um, <laughs> who knows indeed. Who knows indeed. Uh, but uh, you guys having a good, good, uh, good week? It yeah. just just started. So I was going to say, Dolly, <laughs> we did, we spoke like three days ago. So yeah, we did. Actually, we did. Yeah, Taylor and I had the best, the highest rated podcast we ever had. Yeah, nobody's. Um, everybody's saying it. Lots of people are saying this. We're not saying it. Other people are saying that's the best episode of all time. So, Um, but yeah, okay, good. I'm recovering from the flu. I think, I don't know what it was, a one day thing. It just hit me this morning, dropped my daughter off at school and uh, I ended up getting home. And then after, I I think I stopped at the post office, then I got home and it was just all at once, just stomach started turning. I'm like, I'm laying down for a little bit. Decided to call into the office. First time calling in sick. Even though I've been working from home, calling sick in, um, even I worked through having COVID, uh, and this felt worse than when I had the COVID because it was just like just nauseous and completely drained, and so just a super quick flu bug or something because I feel totally fine right now and uh, it's a very slight little headache, but that's about it. That's going away because I'm gonna be drinking. Um, some uh, Evan Williams honey. I like the the honey whiskeys. It's good for this time. <laughs> yeah, of I mean, especially when yeah, when your throat gets a little sore, yeah. so the honey's there yeah, to yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah, and I got some Coca Cola. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Coca Cola, but I got Coca Cola. <laughs> I, I love Zach basically yelling at his girlfriend to stay out, stay out, no, back, back, stay out of my back. shame den, stay out of the closet. <laughs> I'm gonna shut it because the dogs are coming in. They're gonna start going going crazy. <laughs> Well, who let I'm not but I like my headcanon, which is the fact that you just didn't want her to see your game list. You're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Honey, don't look at my list. <laughs> they come in anyway. <laughs> they can't be stopped. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. 
Doggies. Oh. You doggies. Well, did you break? They- did they break the hinge or like what? What's up? She knows how to open the door. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My toddler figured that out too. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out eventually. How to open doors? It was crazy, but sure you did, buddy. Yeah. Pat my head. Um, we're gonna have a fun, a fun episode today. Like I said, we're gonna start. We're gonna actually start with some reviews that have been taking place. Um, and uh, I'm gonna start with this first one here. Uh, let's see if I can get the video loaded up. Um, Sam, by the way, Sam, welcome back. Oh, hello. Yes, uh, I only come for award shows uh, and only when I'm being handed awards. So uh, I'm still waiting <laughs> for the other night, guys. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but uh, oh, uh, which one are we gonna do first? Uh, Let's do the. I... We're gonna do the car. The car one. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So hey, you guys watch rally racing? Yes. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, well yeah. Okay. So <laughs> rally racing is really big. Uh, in fact, there isn't a uh, American championship. Uh, as well as the international one, uh, and maybe the biggest one, the WRC, the World Rally Championship. Uh, and this, the official game from this year, uh, WRC Generations. Uh, Follow-up to WRC 10 from last year. Um, and basically, you're getting a lot more WRC. Uh, much more, or much more, yeah, great. A lot of the tracks <laughs> are returning um, from the past. A lot of the different routes. Um, weather effects are very different. Um, you're now talking about, you know, being on the PS5, which you have been for a couple generations, but you now have, uh, you know, more detailed force feedback uh, and whatnot. And this is the first one that I've played on a wheel. Um, so mm-hmm. it was a uh, sort of different experience. Uh, also played a little bit on controller just to compare um, since I'm used to playing a rally racing on a <laughs> controller before this. Uh, and uh what I could say is WRC Generations is probably the WRC game that you should buy if you're looking for a WRC game. Um, but at the same time, if you're looking for a rally game, uh, I think you'd probably be better suited in something like Dirt Rally. What's here is a very good package. It's the most you know detailed and accurate to what is the sort of league and the cars and teams and drivers that are in that league. Um, and it does offer a pretty good simulation of... Uh, rally racing um but there there's just some complications with its driving setup that doesn't feel great um the handbrake for for one instance just doesn't feel consistent um like if you're going around the same corner the same speed you know you know after you've restarted because you've rolled or something uh that handbrake's going to operate different the game just doesn't feel consistent with the sort of feedback that it's telling you the driving is um, and I don't remember that being the an issue when I reviewed, I believe, WRC 8, was it? Um, the first one that jumped to the gen- the new generation, so the PS5 nine. and Xbox One. Was it 9? Okay. It was 9. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I still think it's a really good sort of driving simulation, and there, it's the most online rich that you can do. Um, there's leagues, um, different sort of, you know, weekly and daily challenges that you can compete in. Um and there's just like an overall a lot of package here, um, but it's maybe not the best driving simulation if that's what you're looking for. Hmm. Are they uh? Are there any other big rally games? Uh, Dirt Rally Two. Yeah. Um, and Dirt Rally. Uh, they still make Project- the what about they still make Sega Rally? No, <laughs> I, I don't think no, so. They do not. No. <laughs> um, I mean, there's also know. rally in like Project Cars. I believe iRacing yeah. now has some rally, I, like I, I racing has rally stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, so there is yeah. other um, of that sort of simulation out there um, on consoles. You know, you're talking about this is probably 
more simmy than uh you know some of the more arcadey stuff that you're going and getting uh the other big thing is here, like, you know, they've now added the electric cars, um, the, um, you know, fully electric uh, sort of rally cars. But to be driving them in a career, you have to clear a season of non. So to experience that new uh, mode, those new cars that they have added to the game, you sort of have to complete a barrier unless you want to, like, kind of get into an online lobby and hope that it will pop for you. Just more anti-EV propaganda, dog. It's <laughs> fucking... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the other thing is the career mode in WRC has always been, like, kind of lackluster to me. It's super filled out. Like, you basically manage a team. You see a calendar. You know, you can choose um, certain events. You can basically, like, build your career into a certain manufacturer if you wanted to. Like, you can write all your narratives and all that stuff. And they've even streamlined some of the team building stuff. But I just wish there was a way to kind of tell the game, like, hey, could you do this for me? Like, I just kind of want to drive the car and like, can you just give me the upgrades that I want? Like, if I want better handling, how do we make that happen in this R&D tree? Like, do any of that? I'm not actually designing a new like, car. I, I just want to race and go fast and do the challenges that you have for me. Um, so, I mean, again, overall, a good package. Um, and definitely if you're interested in sort of console rally racing, um, this, I think, is probably your best go-to. Okay. The WRC games have always made really good use of the PS5 controller. Like, the haptics are really good in the WRC games. So <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Did we lose Sam? Is mm -hmm. he there? Is he, is he there? <laughs> I, I mean, this... Yeah, we pretty much... He's cutting out on my end. Yeah. There's some reason yeah. glitching in and out here. But um, <laughs> it is the first game... It, it is the first game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Sam, I think it's re reconnect to Reno time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he coming back? Who knows? <sighs> Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There you are. Yes. Okay. Geez, I have no idea what happened. Um. Anyways, yeah. Solid seven, I would say. Hey. If you're, hey. you know, if you're interested, um, definitely give it a look. Um. But if you know, if rally racing isn't for you, or you just kind of sort of want to dip your toe in rally racing, there's other ways to go about doing that. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about some of the cars. Like, so obviously they have real cars in this. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's basically every city in the WRC. <laughs> uh huh. We're losing Sam again. He's got uh, something's chewing through his uh, through his wires down. there. But no, it looks good. W WRC is downloading an update right now. It so. might be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll move on. <laughs> hey, we oh. lost him anyway, so it's all good. Um, I mean, can I talk about a game that I was playing that's not going to be in my top ten? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, just came out. Um, I played uh, played High on Life. Ooh, oh, yeah, um, me too. We talked about too. you know Dally. We talked about it. Oh, actually, no, we we talked about it in the Discord where it was kind of running the numbers on uh, Game Pass, which is not surprising because Game Pass is kind of um, in a lull at the moment, in my opinion. Um, where you know that's kind of like the big standout. That's not a cross port, or you know, it's the actual one of the only new games that 
came out onto it recently. Um, and uh, yeah, it's seven out of ten material for sure. <laughs> Is it nice? In my opinion, plenty of material for our. Uh, yeah, I mean it's um it's it's enjoyable. I I definitely didn't exactly like lose myself laughing at it at any point but it is funny um i don't know how to like quite mesh those two things together which is the fact that i found it funny but i also i didn't really laugh at it that much um but like both things also happen to be true um but it is a fully competent first person shooter it's kind of like arena this is like to me felt like it like the cartoon version of like control I, I, that was like the closest thing that came to it for me, which is that the levels are designed well. Um, there's a lot of the same enemies over and over, which is true in Control 2. Um, and uh, the weapons slash powers, you know, because they're basically the same thing at the end of the day, were interesting and fun to play with. And they granted additional um, movement and opening up of the environments as you progress through the game. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. I played it. I didn't regret it probably wouldn't like it's the uh it's the justin roiland and all the folks from uh uh rick and morty and yeah so, so it's a lot of the a lot of the ricky Mo- rick and morty folks um ricky morty i love this yeah i love the he's the best part of that tag team yeah. <laughs> all the voice all, I mean, all the voice acting is very good um you yeah. know but you know if you've ever watched an episode of ricky morty <laughs> you know, um, you know the kind of like general gist of how this is gonna go, and you know when you're doing it for eight hours in a row, sometimes you're like, it, it. It was never too much, but like I said, a lot of it just like starts to land kind of flat. Like, yeah, and, and you know, you you start to tell when it's like, oh, we're just saying fuck, or because yeah. now it, it kind mm-hmm. of threads the needle between uh, Ricky Morty and. Uh, uh, smiling friends and a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's all you know, like friends so. guys too. Yeah, it does. And there's there's uh, it's got the red letter media guys are in it. <laughs> you can oh, watch really? a you can watch, watch a whole, a whole movie. movie with them, Mystery wow. Science Theater style. <laughs> yeah. just in there, in, there in the game, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. Oh yeah. So that was the other thing is that there's some excellent FMV inclusion. Um, you know, part of the game is you. There's a there's a human home that is gets transported to um, not Earth, right? And so you can you, you're that that house is your kind of like base of operation. So you go back there repeatedly uh, as your like little hub. And uh, there's a character that's always sitting there just watching television. And there is whole ass movies on there. Um, like public domain movies are running like throughout yeah, this game. Uh, <laughs> It's the was it Vampire Hookers is one of them. Yep. Um, what was Classic the other game. one? Um, my boyfriend is a T Rex or some shit like that. I don't remember yeah. what the other yeah. one. The T Rex is in the name. Um, I had to I had to look it up. Um, a warning for the people with children: there are boobies in some of them. I know, no. gay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fine. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. No. We got we got Playland in the chat making Goodfellas jokes. One of the best jokes in the game is when you first get the suit 
and there's a bunch of ads. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was one of the better jokes. Yeah, if you keep pressing F to get you rid of literally ads, actually have to press the button, or else it will overwhelm the entire screen. Oh, really? <laughs> there's a bunch of ads, but they're like really they're really particular like memes that if you're online a lot, you'll know mm-hmm. like what the ads are making fun yeah. of, and they're really just like obscure. And a lot of the humor is just like super, just like. It's not like mainstream, yeah, like Rick and Morty humor. It's like yeah. really, like it's really weird. Like you have it's, to live in your basement type of. Humor. It's definitely terminally online humor. <laughs> yeah, there was at one point. Really uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil the whole joke, but you you ride an elevator and he's like this. The, so one of the nice the nice things that the the guns are the characters and like at first it sounds like really dumb it's like oh man these things are just going to be talking at you the whole fucking time and they are um but they are characters like yes they're yeah. guns uh but they are genuine actual characters to it that's not just filler content uh and it works it works well which is nice um and he's just talking about how like oh man you know what else has these types of elevators final fantasy and you're like what the fuck are you talking about and he's like yeah i think those were only space games so you probably don't know about them but yeah he just goes into this whole diatribe of every piece of media that involves an elevator um and you're just (laughs) what are we talking about and uh, there's a running gag about how um uh, anime is very popular in space um so they talk about anime a lot the uh, code lyoko is name yeah. dropped at one point you're like what, what are we talking about uh, yeah, it's uh, it, those those are the moments where it does uh, shine especially i think yeah um playland I, at first i thought you were metroidvania but then i thought about it there the guns as you progress do have special effects that let you explore more of the levels as you go back to it as well as some other pickups that you acquire um it was the Metroidvania portion of it is uninteresting to me. I didn't really want to go back to the levels. I finished the story and I'm like, I'm done. I, I will probably realistically never open the game again. Um, it is, that was it to me. You know, when, once the story portion of where there are characters that I interact with and things are being said back and forth, I don't need quips. Um, uh, you know, I was really only interested in seeing the kind of story reach its conclusion. Yeah, going back is not required unless you really, really want to get more money and then upgrade your stuff. But yeah, so that's it. Sam, how are we doing? Hello. Uh, I heard you the whole time during that segment. So, that's great. Uh, hopefully I'm still alive. Uh, I would like to comment on that since I did play like two hours of that. Okay. Uh, I disagree on level design. I think that at least early on in that game, they do a poor job of showing you where you need to go. And that is included with the button they give you that you can spam to show you exactly where you have to go. So, yeah, so the the uh, the T it's the T button on keyboard and mouse and the (laughs) it it leaves a marker up for approximately point one, two seconds. It's so short and you basically just have to keep pressing it. There's one area early on where it tells you like you have to go into this building to find something and it doesn't give you any indication. It was the first time I knew I could even crouch in the game. Um, it, and uh, you had to knock these barrels out of the way, crouch and go through this pipe. Uh, and then on the way out, you could just hop over the wall, which you couldn't hop over three seconds before. So, like, it's, it's just some of that stuff. I more just, meant that it was so, interesting level design, not necessarily sure. and, good and I, level I design. I don't disagree with that, yeah. but, like... For Christ's sakes, there was plenty of times where I was just staring at the screen going, where am I supposed to go right now? It, High on Life needed 
a little bit more of the classic um, red ribbon you know level design where like oh this is a ledge that i can always grab on because it has a red ribbon on it that kind of yes, yeah. motif the, the sort of un, uh drake's uncharted bird shit on ledges thing. yeah, yeah white, exactly yeah white paint somehow in the middle of this white paint you know yeah. yellow yeah the you know yellow paint from mirror's edge that kind of thing yeah. I see. What else you got? Uh, I was going to say, with me back, uh, is that is it time to do the more exciting game? Yeah. Please. Yes, sir. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll let me uh, present this sucker. Game uh, number two from Sam. Yes. Is uh, a game called. Uh, I believe it's called uh, Lunistis. Uh, I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> and there's like, no no one in the game says anything, so uh, it's just text. Uh, but yes, what this is, is a uh, third person um, sort of platforming, uh, I'm just kind of call it a speed running game, um, something in the vein of a, uh, oh, what's that game that just came out? Neon White. Uh, Neon White, thank you. Um, yeah, so basically it presents you almost um, sort of Sonic level stages, and you just try to get through them. Um there's collectibles in it. You'll see they're picking up paper cranes. Uh, each level has a set number of cranes, uh, has a set number of sort of like hidden collectibles. Um, and then you're also um, sort of gauged on your time. So on the onset, you know, you're presented with your jump that does a jump, double jump, uh, a sort of attack, which you can also do um, like Mario style and use it as a third jump. Uh, and then also a button which you can hold to slow down your character in segments um, when platforming gets, you know, thin. Uh, and difficult, and you don't want to be going a thousand miles per hour. Um, but I yeah, want to so, play this game on my CRT. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, of course they have uh, the CRT filters and all that goodness in there too. Uh, I can tell you that all of it looks incredible on the Steam Deck, which is where I played most Ooh. of this. Um, it's a uh, great little Steam Deck game. Um, you're seeing other characters there too. Once you clear um, the original levels, um, you get access to those other characters. Uh, and I know I'm somebody that's like against using nostalgia as a, a means to an end. <laughs> and uh, here I can tell you that the PS1 like aesthetic uh, it pretty much sold me on it immediately. So um, I want to play this in 480i real bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. That's exactly so, what I'm thinking. <laughs> so I will say it's sort of short. Um, I completed, let's say, the first run through of the game uh, in just about two and a half hours. And that was going back to a couple of levels. Um, to try to get uh, the sort of S ranks and the story quips that are at the end. Um, but once you clear it, then you get access to those other characters. Um, each of them you can clear um, separately with the game. Uh, the great news um, about it being that short, though, is it's only $5 on Steam. Oh, uh, and that's not wow. a sale price. That's deep. Okay. Well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Steam Deck purchase. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess you saw it's also on Switch. Um, no, yeah. Thank you. It's it's uh it's a solid. Uh, uh, we may hear about it later again. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, uh, this kind of blew me away. If I'm gonna be honest, mm. uh, it's it's the momentum of your movement uh, is translated so well. Like you, it, it's it's not like a sort of like you know you keep your momentum. It's it sort of fades away, but it like does it in such a like satisfying and uh understandable way so you, like i never felt in this game that i was jumping towards a platform and being like i'm never gonna reach that right if i wasn't gonna make it it was because i did something to screw it up um is it this know, uh this got leaderboards in it uh i do not know that 
Um, to be honest with you, I do not think it does. Um, and the mm. only other downside, mm. um, if you're here for the story, which I'm assuming if you're seeing this and interested, that's probably not what's drawing you there. Um, but to get the story segments, you basically have to S clear um, both levels in the pair. Um, so that's not a problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, pacing overall this the game is very good. There's a couple of difficult levels that in the middle that aren't really more difficult is more of sort of longer than the other ones. So you just have to be like, you know, on the edge for longer so it could be more tense. Uh, and of course, there's a rating system of, you know, did you make it through the level and collect all the cranes? Did you make it through the level and not have to reset at any of the checkpoints? And, um, you know, uh, what was your speed? So, honestly, it's great. Uh, again, highly recommend it. Uh, if you like what you're seeing, it's every bit as good as you think it is and probably better. Uh, so, um, I encourage you to go uh, track it down. Don't wait for the Steam sale. I would just get it now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, is, uh, and as I said, we will probably be hearing about it later on. So, <laughs> uh, if you know what the next segment is, good for you. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> no, it's cool. It, it has some really nice, like retro visuals in there. You know, uh, it reminds me of good uh, yeah. PlayStation One. God, I want to see it with genuine scan lines, man. Yeah, yeah, get yourself dude. an HDMI downscaler, and there you go onto a CRT. Mm. Very good. All right. Um, so that's what you've been playing for review. Anybody else playing anything that they want to touch on? I know Zach, you just got a PS5. Yeah, I did. Zach, we want to talk <laughs> okay. about Dwarf Fortress now or later? We can talk about it later. It's in. It's going to be in both of our list, I assume. So we can just. Yeah, but do we want to do? I, do we want to have like the what we've been playing discussion or the <laughs> or the <laughs> game of the year discussion about it? They're both or the same discussions right. for me. So. <laughs> that's fine. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Then I think that's it. Okay. 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 I think well, that's somebody it. else yeah, has got, got some. Uh, I mean, I've, I mean been playing, I've been playing Midnight Suns. <clears throat> uh, that's, okay. Tell me about uh, Midnight Suns. It's very, it's, it's, it's a cool game. If I didn't just start it yesterday. Okay. Then uh, we won't really talk about this much. We'll talk yeah, more next week. I yeah. It just, I, 2023 yeah. prediction episode. But. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, um, well, let's get into our our major segment, oh. which is uh, Christmas cookie recipes. Now, yes. I know you so, guys want to do... Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say, I, you chill the dough. That's the secret chill the to... Dough. Uh, good. <laughs> um, no, we're going to talk about our games of the... Our Goaty of the year. of the, Our Goaty 22 of the year 2022. Of our Lord. And uh, yeah, we got... Um, 22 goaties of the year. It's been a pretty... I, you know, it, it's been an interesting year, I think, because... It's, it's, been, it's been a weird year. <laughs> it's been a weird year. It's been a weird year. My Jennifer Coolidge impression. Oh. It's been a weird year. Um, it sucks. Don't do it. It really sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, and so I, it, it started off with a lot of hype. We had, like, just big release first first couple couple months, you know. Elden Ring, Kirby, blah, blah, blah. And then after that, it really tapered off. Um, but at least in AAA releases, it tapered off. Because indie games, classic games, remakes, reboots, those came on strong. And I think um, you're, you're going to see some some of that kind of stuff that uh, is in our list here. So we've asked the team to give us their five favorite games of the year. Um, 
you can always add in. I know we tend to throw in. Like, oh, no, definitely didn't like, uh, add in anything other than that. <laughs> that's fine. Me and Zach um, got you covered. Don't worry. We can really yeah, pack Yeah, we're going to try to keep this uh, to moving pretty quickly through us. But I already know, you know, Zach and JJ have the nice dissertations. And Taylor and Sam and I are like, we're, do- we're actually doing our PowerPoints and our videos right now. <laughs> but, um, A good joke. PowerPoint. Yeah, PowerPoint. Uh, huh? But uh, yeah, uh, uh, was it the Google Slides? That what it's called. But I did want to go ahead and kick us so- off. Uh, start talk, talking about the goatees. Who wants to? Were you going to say something, JJ? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Let's let's get started. And uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to say either JJ or Zach. You guys arm wrestle. Uh, who wants to go first? You want to flip a coin, JJ? Do you have a coin? I'll Google it. Coin flipper. Okay. I was going to say, or you can just do how many fingers is Dolly holding up? No. <laughs> um. Okay. You pick. JJ. Tails. Okay. Let's flip. <laughs> Uh, that's Tails. All right. Tails it is. So we can just uh, add mine to the stream here. There we go. There we go. Uh, I'll just I'll just make it full screen. On uh, So, yeah, I did it yearbook style. So Love it. Love <laughs> really it. fun. Uh, <laughs> so it's, stupid. It, oh, it, gets, it gets worse. Uh, it gets so, worse. Uh, I did my, these are just the, we'll just snap through these real quick because this is not the top five. This is the back half of just some of the other games that I enjoyed. Uh, the Atari, yeah, the Atari 50, uh, collection I thought was a really, really Such good, a great drink. collection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most likely to succeed in changing future of collections. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's perfect for just the history of Atari. Not a lot of the games aren't great, but it doesn't matter just because the collections like superb. Um, uh, number nine class clown, 2022 trombone champ. Uh, I I fucking love this game. Uh, It's fun to play. It's charming as hell. It's goofy as hell. The story mode in it is absurd. And it sounds like doo doo. Yeah, and it sounds (laughs) it sounds so bad, man. It is, but it makes me laugh every time. That's how trombone like actually sounds. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 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 it does does not. (laughs) Listen, there's good trombone players. It, it is not what is there, the trombone is there unreal. Prove it. Prove it. Uh, next up, uh, everybody else's game of the year, 2022, Elden Ring. Uh, yeah. th- uh, I love this game. It's the first one of yeah. this type of game that I've ever played that I've actually enjoyed and have seen through to completion. Uh so it's just not a top five for me because it's really not my type, my my bag in any way, shape, or form. But I still really enjoyed it, and I know everyone else loved it too. Uh, most likely to not be a false prophet. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I forgot about this game. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I I I I, I love this game. I it was a lot of fun. I've bought it twice. I got it on the Switch. Then it, it does, runs like poo poo on the Switch. So now I have it on the played on the Steam Deck. I was uh, gonna say it plays great on Steam Deck. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, yeah, love this game. Cute, cute and horrifying. It's got the I love the art design of everything in this game. It's so yep. phenomenal. Uh, the JJ Award of Outstanding Achievement Wind Jamming is Wind Jammers <laughs> Two. Uh, my number six game of the year. Uh, 
I, I mean, it's Windjammers. I've talked it up. I, I've made a big meme out of it on this show. I really do enjoy this game. Uh, it's very funny. If you play it on the Switch and you try to go online, you never get connected with anybody. Uh, <laughs> but, you, but you go on Steam, you, you're going to get some some players. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure all all it'll be all, fair and even and balanced. Yeah, yeah. all six of them. Uh, now we're now we're actually into what I consider the top five. So my number five game of the year is Neon White. Oh, one of my Ooh. images broke. That sucks. Uh, just like a real yearbook. Um, I I fucking love Neon White. I just I it it's when when I sit down and play it, it just hooks me in, and it's it's like the old. Um, it activates that part of my brain that trials activated on the 360 mm, yeah. where it's just like you see the leaderboard and you see that you're like i'm only two seconds off i can shave that two seconds i gotta get i, I can i can beat eric i can fucking do this i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go uh, uh and, yeah man fuck eric dude yeah i hate that guy, <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> but um but yeah i've i absolutely just was uh, and it's it's, I like the aesthetic of this game a hell of a lot. It's got a good half anime, half comic book kind of thing going on for it. So love everything about this game. It's I love so, the soundtrack. The soundtrack so is so good. It's so good. I, it's everything just motivates you to just want to jump back in and just like I can do better. I can do better. I, I also think the writing is good. People say yeah. it's bad, but I think it's pretty I, freaking good. It's good. It's cringy. But yeah, I but, but like but that's the point. So yeah. it's well written for that. So yeah, no, definitely. Neon White's one of my f- absolute favorites of the year. Number four, Sonic Frontiers, baby. There God is. damn it! Yeah. I knew it. God I, damn it! I am I am not kidding when I say I absolutely fell in love with this game. Uh, you know, it's always good when it starts with "I'm not kidding." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it was one of those things where I ha- I gave it zero chance, and once I actually jumped into this thing and started playing it, like it's like it, it's so weird. <laughs> I Every- went so bad. Yeah, <laughs> oh, to try it someday. Yeah, it's so weird. It's such a weird thing to exist in such a weird fucking game, man. And I love it for it. It's it's Sonic slowly dying throughout the game yeah. is super funny. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the only redeeming quality to it, by the sounds of it. Yeah. But like. It's like actually my least favorite part of the game is like the levels. Like, hmm. get, I want out of these. I want to do more exploring on these crazy maps and just going fucking sick. Uh, what are you talking game. about? I know it seems weird, but I just it's you can, without playing it, it's hard to explain how good it feels to like explore the outer the the open world segments of this. It's I just. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, it's, this game talks to my soul at a weird, in a weird way, uh, which really says a lot more about me than the game itself. I realize that, but I don't care. Sonic Frontiers, love it. Uh, number three, Gran Turismo Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what what can I say about Gran Turismo Seven uh, other than it's just a really good, solid racing game that looks beautiful and. Uh, I've been, I know a Sam, I think is the only person here, uh, that's really put any time in the Grand Turismo 7. Um, uh, nice car choice. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, Dally <laughs> designed this one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's the 25th anniversary of Gran Turismo, and right now they've got like a 25th anniversary stuff going on in game. Uh, and I've been playing Gran Turismo since the start, and this one just sort of finally sort of feels like back to the PlayStation One days, where it really is just. All right, you know, you got your little overworld map, you're setting up your, you're buying your cars, you're going in the races, you're, you know, grinding away, getting money and licenses. And I don't really, I'm not much of a grinder in, in games, but uh, for whatever reason, wanting to get more money to get, upgrade my car and get better cars and, and stuff. I, I, I don't know, the grind for Gran Turismo really just does it for me. How much uh, real this... life money did you spend on credits? I have spent no real life money on credits, but I, uh, outside of Prove buying it. the outside, <laughs> I wish I could. I did buy the uh, deluxe edition of the game, which came with a shit ton of credits and a bunch of cars mm. out the gate. So I, that real life money on top, like so, you know, the extra twenty dollars to get the collector's edition, I guess. Uh, but I am out of this one. Yeah, but. Uh, I have I I I will not spend money for real human being money for digital money in Gran Turismo. I I am competent enough at this racing game that I can just earn credits pretty well and they've kind of uh uh they've fixed the scaling issue a little bit cuz remember they fucked that whole thing up out the gate. They like Yes sir. Yeah, uh through through patches and stuff they've kind of walked some of it back it's still not great but um nah it's still fine i'm having no problems just earning money to keep going so uh yeah number two demon throttle hey uh, um, that yeah okay yeah I, i this game's funny it plays really well and i i'm this is my era of gaming that I love to talk about on this show kind of thing. Like it plays so much like an old NES game. And it's, I love the, I love, I love the idea of an NES game. That's also a roguelite. Like just, I just get slightly better every time I play it, mm-hmm. learning patterns and just going through it. And, uh, and, and I love the idea of it being physical only. Uh, it's just kind of like, yeah, why not? Just, just, they Purist. made what the, yeah, they just made what they wanted to make, and it came out great. Uh, uh, I don't know how to talk about this game without like just reciting the same thing over and over again. I just love the look of it. I love the way it plays. I love the writing. Uh, it's yeah, absolutely. Second, do we want to? We do, I do have a video. Does does oh, audio yeah, yeah, yeah. does, does does audio play on this? Oh, we ruined it. Anyways, my best game of the year is it's not loading. Of course not loading. Yeah, of course. It was working perfectly fine earlier. Uh, anyways, game of the year, uh, Vampire Survivor. I'm going to go nice. back and I'm going to drop the video that I made uh, into the uh, screen in a minute just because hey. I can. Yeah, yeah. Go uh, ahead. You know how to do it. But uh, yeah, uh, Vampire Survivors is the game of that I have played absolutely the most of this year, bar none. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm still playing it. Uh, I, I, it's so, it's so simple. It's so dumb. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love everything about this game. I just keep, it's the same neon white thing where it's just like, Hey, I could put in another, I could, I can do another 15 minutes in this, but why not? I I got time. And then it's just another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes. (laughs) But, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know if has everyone played Vampire Survivors on this? Vampire yeah. Survivor by this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you played the phone version of Vampire Survivor? No. Yes, very much so. Yes. <laughs> That's where I've been playing it a lot, and uh, you know, I would I would love to add it on my list. I just haven't devoted enough time. It's my yeah. new like play while rendering game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm just trying to get this. Uh, uh, he's killing. Anyway. He's uh, he's vamping I'm just, right I'm now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm vamping right now. Yeah, just running it. <laughs> Don't uh, look. I'm vamping. Yeah. Don't look. Okay. I'm yeah. Uh, oh, perfect. Okay, so I can. Yeah, whatever it is, it's perfect. Share share a tab. Share. Uh, Playland says Vampire Survivors is from last year. It no, is. No, 1.0 came out there this you year. Go. And also there the mobile version. Yeah. Uh, so we've got our little memorial video. Uh, oh good lord uh remembering all of those that we lost in 2022 you can go taylor i don't care did you make Uh, this video i did this is actually i made sure to i made sure that all of the slides uh hang on just just a little bit too much uh to be sad and it's mostly just all of the uh uh, these are all games that were going to be your goatee yeah, games that were designed to come out this year, uh, that Great. everything's been delayed or canceled or uh, died horrible deaths. Uh, so I think we just I'm need a mo- Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, the year, of, the year of twenty. This this goes for the entire song, by the way. Oh um, nice, keep it going. That's a lot of games, dog. I didn't. I and YouTube live right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're getting we're getting caught. Actually, just so you know, this is on my private uh, YouTube channel, and I did get the copyright claim on it, but it says it doesn't affect anything because they gave they gave use to use it for on YouTube videos. Got it. So, um, yeah, it's we're just gonna keep sitting through this. Uh, I was gonna. Next week uh, we're going to be doing our predictions yeah, for yeah. Uh, for twenty twenty. How long is this? The entirety of the song. It is four minutes, baby. Yeah, like well, I don't minutes. know how long the song is off yeah. the top of my head, JJ. Uh, it is. We're at a minute and a half with three minutes of three minutes and forty seven seconds. I don't know why I kept it on Company of Heroes three for so long, but I, long I did. I did, and really I thought it was funny. Yeah, I was really. They gave me two pins at Pax West. <laughs> Um, what a shill. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, to make sure the song was as uh, crunchy as possible, there's the Avatar game. That's coming yeah. out in 2024 now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to come out this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's Redfall, uh, everyone's favorite. Um, I it, it, This all leads up to just one bad joke, so... Uh, it's already a bad joke, but uh, it really is a bad joke. But uh, Skull and Bones still maybe. not out. I right? D- to cancel <laughs> the game, dog. Yeah. Uh, it's the Suicide Squad game mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. with uh, with Samoa Joe uh, as King Shark. Plan uh, <laughs> says, "Did you close the stuff with?" He already had that in there. That was in there. Advance Wars. That game's never coming out. No. <laughs> Come on, guys. Not until no, I'm not getting it. <laughs> not until war is over. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, the true loss. The true. No, the true loss. True. Yeah. yeah. 
survival. And the snitch. Oh, Eric! <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing the shirt. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, that's the, uh... And that's, that's the, that's my In Memorial 2022 uh, video of the year. It just hangs on this for like another 30 seconds or so. so. As it should. As yeah. It should. Uh, because it's I mean, he, he died during the Game Awards, if you'll he remember. He did, actually. He did. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Playland says hot, yeah, go away. Unreal. <laughs> Good, so, good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. stuff. So, yeah, Vampire Survivors is my favorite game of the year. And, okay. Uh, you actually listed a favorite. I, I don't have a true favorite. It's kind of... Yeah. No. Every, everything... The, the top five were in order, too. So yeah. that's how I that's how I felt. Well, let's let's mm. go on to uh, to Zach, because Zach also has a Ooh. PowerPoint. Yeah. Zach has Mine's a... Uh... not as good as JJ's. So... <laughs> JJ's <laughs> stepping it up. You don't have a four-minute copyrighted song? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, how do I get my thing up here? Here, I'll add it. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> and now you can see the little go. arrow there. You can click next slide. Right okay. Goatee of the year. Let's go, baby. Goatee of the year. 2022 in the year of our Lord. Using a comma. <laughs> yeah, just like... Just 2022. Just like the Bible says, yeah. Yeah. Honorable mentions... Here, here we, here we go. They're not as cool as JJ's. This isn't like a yearbook thing. <laughs> but these are the honorable oh. missions of the year. I, I just, We're I do want. Out. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're starting okay. out heavy here with the Hatsune Miku Project Diva Mega Mix Plus. Uh, yeah, it's just a really good uh, rhythm game. Um, F- amazing I- music. I went and bought this after you talked about it on the show for your review. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's, what makes yeah. this version plus? The last version I remember was just like you had to buy two different packs that were like like a bunch of songs from yeah. past games. Yeah, that's yeah, what this, this is. One, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> plus, <laughs> no, no, no. The, no, the plus means it has all those versions in one place now. Yeah. Mm. So you don't have to buy the two versions. And it's also on PC, which is where I played it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. Thanks it's for the a, reminder. I just added it to my wish list so that I can buy it, it when it's on sale. It it plays well on the Steam Deck, by the way. Yeah. You, so I've, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good um, like emulation of an arcade game of like an arcade rhythm game. So it has really uh, not loose uh, timings for it. It has really tight timings for your rhythms and stuff so yeah it's really good it requires you to actually like pay attention and play uh and the music there's like 300 songs so i mean you're never gonna get get bored with it um yeah that one's in there tech and reborn is my next one this was this one moves so much up and down my list uh (laughs) but yeah, Tactics Ogre Reborn it is a love letter to the Tactics Ogre community from the developers. Completely, not completely remade, but they did, did a lot of twists and additions to the core gameplay, and they like redid the visuals and the music and put it out on all the modern consoles. Uh, and they added stuff that was cut from the uh, last two versions, and they added voice acting as well. Uh, in Japanese and English, there's a lot of stuff they did for this for this game, um, and it sold pretty well in Japan, and it sold pretty well over here. So, well as in like a hundred thousand copies. 
which is you know pretty good for a niche yeah uh tactical rpg yeah and yeah it's the beginning of the evil east final fantasy tactics kind of thing is kind of where it all started uh it's fun to see those origins here and yeah it's a really amazing story um really shakespearean that's just how this guy writes his games they're all very like stage play uh type of feeling uh so they're very different but yeah they're amazing fun tactical games um neon white it it moved it was it was up there in my top five and it dropped down (laughs) but neon white yeah i mean jj pretty much already we already said all the things you can say about it but i really think the biggest takeaway is the sound soundtrack is just amazing um it's by the amazing artist named machine girl uh they are a noise pixel punk pop group that i've been a fan of for forever it's the only reason i was even interested in this game was because of them (laughs) um and yeah they did two albums for this and they just kind of knocked it out the park Uh, and it fits the game it's one of those games where it's where it's like if the soundtrack was any different the game wouldn't be the same like if the soundtrack was was not what it is now then the game would kind of suck like that's just kind of how it feels it's such a huge part of everything uh just really hammers hammers in the aesthetic and the and the vibes um the next xenoblade chronicles 3 this game is amazing um number seven in my top 10 of the year isn't really you know a bad spot uh Stefan's here hey um but yeah xenoblade chronicles 3 is yeah it's the best xenoblade chronicles game it's Mm -hmm. nintendo's most mature game to date and that's kind of funny saying that when bayonetta exists but bayonetta really (laughs) isn't isn't that uh mature compared to xenoblade chronicles 3 xenoblade chronicles 3 handles a lot of interesting topics that we don't usually see on the switch console um and yeah i don't want to spoil it but it's definitely the best amalgamation of all the systems and stories and things we've experienced in that series um yeah so very much recommend checking that out if you like the xenoblade chronicles games or even just like jrpgs you want a game to play on a switch definitely check check that out just finished xenoblade 2 this year went back into it and really enjoyed it so i'm actually really hyped for three so i own three Yeah, three is it's surprisingly mm-hmm. mature. Like I was saying, but like all the characters yeah. are, I don't know, they don't do anything stupid. They're just they're like actually like smart people trying to survive in this mm-hmm. situation that they're in, uh, which is which is I love when JRPGs do that, where they where the characters are actually like smart, real people who aren't these like caricatures. Um, yeah, they're they're you get to see characters you fall in love with do horrible things and die and just a bunch of things uh and it's just really riveting and the the the, the, yeah the biggest thing between two and three to me is that characters care if they live or die um the xenoblade chronicles 2 as fun as it was was just like we're cartoons we know we're gonna live forever bye (laughs) (laughs) yeah and this is like the the core story is like Hey, you only live for this amount of years. You're gonna die in this amount of months. Uh, good luck. Like that's just kind of like the main uh, struggle. Um, and it's interesting to see how these characters deal with that and how the story evolves 
outside of that. So, yeah, very good story hook, very good game. Characters are amazing. There's even, like, a nude scene in the game that isn't, like, played, like, sexually. It's just, like, they're just taking a bath because they just got done fighting, and there's, like, no, like, zoom-ins or anyone being like, oh, my gosh, boobies. It's just, like, they're just soldiers taking a bath, you know? And that's just that 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 really sets the tone going forward. Uh, but yeah, good game. And then we can go in here. This game didn't come out this year, and I don't care. Uh, Dragon <laughs> Dragon Quest, <laughs> Dragon Quest Ten. Uh, I've been playing a lot of this game, this Japanese only MMO RPG with a bunch of English players, with a bunch of software people have been making, communities working together, huge community effort, blah, blah, blah. So, so much fun. Uh, yeah, the story's genuinely really good. Um, it's one of the best recent Dragon Quest stories, which is saying a lot. Um, it's like familiar, it like feels like a Dragon Quest like four or five. So, if you're mm-hmm. a Dragon Quest fan, you know what that means. Um, and yeah, it's just a good, ever expanding constantly growing um game um yeah and i just love dragon quest so that that's here and the tools that the community has made clarity and akman are these tools that trans translate the games there's people hand translating the story menus weapons all these things so you can play it in english and experience the wonderful dragon quest 10 um yeah so now we're going to go into the top five. Um, these are, I think, the games this year were were really good. The ones that were good were exceptionally mm-hmm. good. Because yeah. even my honorable ones, I could have put in my top five. Even all these top On five every year. Yeah, like <laughs> these these top five games I have could easily be in the first spot. It could be the best game of the year. But I just there's one I I feel I'll personally connected to that I put in my first first spot but yeah um, gaming this year was crazy um, but let's go into to this we got number five <laughs> tunic oh Taylor oh, I know sorry mm. but <laughs> tunic so tunic is it's um, it's a Zelda game, but it's a Zelda game in the essence of a Souls game. You know, how you just kind of explore, go mm-hmm. around, um, just kind of figure out things as you go. Tunic takes it to a level of you don't speak the language in this world, and you're walking around discovering the language, and discovering that via, like, uh, instruction cover booklets from the game itself. Um, it gets really meta towards the end um and even the beginning it's pretty just like it's pretty meta and the love the development team put into the game is crazy um there are layers upon layers upon layers of answers gameplay mechanics everything just kind of cohesively works together the game uses its camera perspective actively to encourage you to to like find different paths in that Dark Souls way where it's like you're going through something, you find a door, like, oh, this is at the beginning. But this is this is like, oh, this camera angle was intentionally hiding this path from me via this tree that if I just go back here, I'm at the boss I just fought that took me like twenty hours to get to or whatever, you know. Um, it's just really in, it's just really interesting. Um 
gameplay design, and all these things I'm saying now apply to Elden Ring. So whenever I show Elden Ring next, just <laughs> think of what I <laughs> whenever I show it next. <laughs> so just sort of think about what I said about Tunic and put it in here, and just add that I I really do think Elden Ring and Tunic are kind of the same game. Um, mm-hmm. They are interestingly. They're the most video gamey video games of the year, I think. They're very uh, elbows deep, kind of just play it, experience it, learn it. The first two weeks of Elden Ring, I think, playing with my friends and just with y'all and discovering things was a magical time. Just like mm-hmm. walking up to people and be like, hey, where's this thing? Or like, I don't even know what that is. Like, how do I get this? Like, oh, wait, I know where that is. It's just like that whole discussion and just discovery period was amazing. Um, I'll never forget that. It's just reminded me of like playing a really good game with friends. You know, it's it's super great. Um, yeah. So, Elden Ring number four, number three is Dwarf Fortress. Um, I th- I think Dwarf Fortress might be like like honestly the best game ever created just due to like all the things that it can do um i think the the way to access the game now is a lot easier yes but it's still pretty difficult to get into yeah and it took it took taylor a couple of hours to be like oh okay this is what this game is um and it's really it's a game that doesn't care that you exist which i really like it's just like it it, it it asks you to make all the things for the doors, but the doors just kind of do their own thing. And you can make them do what you want them to do. Like, hey, I kind of want this guy to, like, I don't know, bathe in some blood or something or, like, dive <laughs> off this cliff. And you can do that, or you can just sit there and, like, watch them do it. Um, and just, like, you can sit there and just watch them work what? and do their own thing, eat and drink, and just naturally mm, see, what, what, see what they want to do. Well, it's been some of the weirdest part of Dwarf Fortress for me has been, um, like you know the the one of the main UI elements is how happy all the dwarves are, and obviously you want the dwarves to be happy because then they yeah. do shit for you and they work harder because uh, yeah. that's literally that's how they made this game. So I've been checking on that. This is one dwarf that I have because I've been playing a lot of Dwarf Fortress as well, and. She's always unhappy, always, always I, pissed. I love off. you're like. There's this one dwarf that I Dude, have. The, yeah. but like literally, like that's one that's dwarf indentured servant that I own. But no. that that is that is the power of this game. Is the the way that I just described it is part of the potency of what makes Dwarf Fortress what it is. Sure. Because um, like I have a there's 180 dwarves in my little fortress, um, but I know about this one. And, and I know why she's mad. It's because like four years ago, I denied oh. a petition to build a <laughs> temple for the, for the religion that she liked. There's a temple now nice. and she's still mad. She's still in her, in her little thought history says, I'm still angry about that one time. The petition <laughs> was, was denied. Um, and, uh, that affects literally every other thing that that character does. Um, yeah. It's it's incredible. So yeah, so like every time you start a a world in this game, it generates history, and it generates 
factions and fights and war over certain things over and it like it makes weapons and items that people like to use and just more things on top of the top of that and then it generates hundreds of gods and cultures and all these things and then you get to just be this dumbass sitting there like uh, uh and like things just happen but like for example like what taylor was saying that can happen or like with me my guys were just sad and i like looked at their thought history as like they wanted a they they all wanted their own personal statues of this god named Unde or something and it's like some female dwarf and it's like they all wanted their own miniature female dwarf statues so i had to make my guys go and make their own statues and then they grabbed them and put them in their rooms and i don't know what they're doing with those statues but they're happy now <laughs> but it's like that's just like a random thing that can happen it's, that it's, might not happen yeah. in any other game yeah. But it's just it's just there. It's just like the magnitudes of recent of like details and things that happen that are just generated constantly is just crazy. Those statues are just like you saw the movie The Lighthouse. That's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just yeah. No, it's the same same. It's the same same thing. And then even the and then I and then those dwarves eventually had kids, and those kids were mad because they didn't have their own rooms. And then I made their own rooms, and they still were never happy because I made them be the haulers. So they're just like hauling shit all the all, all the time. The monkey paw curls. But also, also like I have I have doors that grew up, and they're still mad because they remember feeling embarrassed about the fact that they had no clothes because they were an infant that didn't wear clothes. Like you just. Yeah. Yeah. it's just it's stuff like that or it's like you look in like you like find a random raccoon on the map you're like i'm gonna see what this guy's thinking and it's like he is really nice he loves letting people know his know his thoughts and it's like the the fact that there's a random raccoon that my guy's gonna <laughs> that my guy's gonna come up here and kill that he has his own thoughts and his own patterns his own culture basically is just like it's nuts and there's just so much that you can do so much you run into the problem solving that you need to figure out is so fun um, zach did you um did your fortress ever run into honey badgers no so i am in a biome i guess where there's honey badgers and yeah. the them motherfuckers <laughs> are up in everybody's business all the time they yeah. and they will they just attack everything on site i've i've killed a dozens of honey badgers because they will not leave me the fuck alone no my thing was is one of my fortresses we had two dogs and they just kept breeding like <laughs> no that's me with cats right now i got like you 40 know, cats we had like i had like 50 dogs and i had to butcher <laughs> them and like skin yeah. them i so like my guys were walking around with like dogs dog leather armor <laughs> and this is like <laughs> Because that was my only like is yeah this is so yeah, it's fun and that became like our the trader comes every year before winter time so you can like trade and then he brings it back to the capital and like so like my my fortress was known for the dog like armor so, like they come back as like do you have any more dog dog armor it's like yeah dude here here's some more uh, yeah uh so the door fortress that's just number three. Um, but yeah, number one and two are, I mean, we're not going to show the first one yet, but number two is Pentiment. Uh, mm. Pentiment is... Ooh. Yeah, esoteric. Pentiment is esoteric. 
but esoteric in the sense of like you have to know 16th century uh christian historical lore to like well, luckily i've been practicing luckily the game itself provides you a lexicon and lets you know what everything uh means um but the the amount of research and depth the story goes to stay historically accurate to the times of hey the great like Martin Luther just nailed his theses to the door. The church is changing. All these new ideas are coming around. And you're a artist who lives in an abbey. And you're from school. So you're from you're an educated man. So you're so you're aware of all these things. The depth of knowledge that the game gives you, but also the depth the characters are able to go because of the knowledge the game gives you is so interesting because you're able to have philosophical debates back and forth with characters about religion, about life, about children, about everything. Like just like just anything that pops up. Um, and that alone is enough to make a game really good. But on top of this, Pentiment is a murder mystery. There is a a deacon or duke comes. A duke comes down and he is an educated guy. He has a a painting um, that one of the guys there is doing at the church, and he comes there to, to check up on it. And eventually, he brings up Martin Luther's theses, blah blah blah, and he ends up dead. Um, so the church is like, "Hey, you, you're a smart guy, and you can actually leave the abbey. So you go investigate this murder because you're not a priest. So you go investigate this murder and hang out with the peasants. And you go hang out with the peasants, and the peasants are like, yeah, we hate the church. They're taxing us. We don't have enough money for food, blah, blah. So you get to learn about the economic structure and lives of all these peasants and people within this town, tassing and it's so it's just so well done and the gameplay takes place over 25 years so you get to see the place grow and change according to who you help who you talk to who you convict for the murder and all these different things and it's just so engrossing um it is so well written it is phenomenal um it sticks to the aesthetic of the time so it's like these like woodblock painting aesthetic amazing and then you press like you press the select button and the camera will zoom out to a book where you can like access a map and a glossary of all the characters in the game and it's just but it's like a real book from the time period and you're also sitting in like a painting room kind of like the cover and it's just like yeah it's just so interesting but the game takes place over 25 five years and what is amazing about it is you you are tasked with finding the murderer in the f in the first time and then seven years later there's another killing that happens and no matter who you choose you're choosing the wrong guy right so no matter who you can't ever find the right guy in the first two that's just how the game's set up that's just how the character arc goes your your guy just is kind of like i messed up i picked the wrong guy both times and you can pick from like five or six different characters each time so that determines and changes the the, tra the trajectory of the game um and then later on you play as a different character in the third act he plays a different character i'm not going to say who it is but you also there's another murder that happens but you get to actually find the real guy 
Um, and it's just, it comes together so well. Um, and it rewards you for paying attention and treating it with respect. Um, it's a really in-depth 22-hour, 23-hour game. Uh, yeah, and Xbox produced it. So if you want to play something cool, play Pentiment. Um, but yeah, and then... Man, I can't believe that God of War Ragnarok is your game of the year, dog. <laughs> Last um, of Us Chapter 1 Remake. <laughs> you guys have been wondering where is Vampire Survivors on this list, and <laughs> not it's not here because it's because <laughs> it's Norco. Uh, Norco is a really it's a special game. Um, the background to this is so important, and it's a personal story for the writer of the game, but also for me. It takes place. In Norco, Louisiana, which is in the South, um, obviously, but I'm from I'm from the South. I'm from an area similar to this, so a lot of the vistas and things you see in the game are are things that I see and experience every day. Um, so that alone is really just a lightning bolt for me because I love where I'm from. I love my heritage, and I love you know here. So seeing a game that kind of approaches the things that I see every day like like just there's always constantly like construction there's always you, you know there's always capital over people there's always these very interesting you know oil rigs and things popping up and Norco in this game is in the Cancer Belt which is like from Mississippi to Louisiana it's called the Cancer Belt because most people who live in the Cancer Belt get cancer and die uh, it's because of oil refineries and fires and all those things that kind of run through these neighborhoods, all these oil refineries and things. And it's very similar to where I'm from. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of industry that takes place over in my neck of the woods. There's a train that goes through that goes through where I live every day. There's a warehouse being built across the street. There's you know, oil refineries a couple blocks down. There's I lived I grew up in a trailer park that had oil refineries behind it. I it's just like it's it's me. It's like where I grew grew up. Um and seeing that put into a video game was really shocking. But also just the writing on top of that with the characters and how much they reflect and resemble people that I know and have experienced in my life or just situations of just like people just lost and like having faith in God, but losing faith because of everything around them or a situation that they're going through or finding God through struggles. Um, it's just really interesting. And Norco was able to put this like really interesting twist on it where it's like, a, it's in the cyberpunk dystopian kind of future and you're a character named Kay. You come back home to Norco because your mother just passed away from cancer. Um, and you're just kind of rediscovering home. You're kind of rediscovering everything because you've been gone for a couple of years. And while you're gone, your mom got sick and she died. Um, and when you come home, your brother's gone. And that kind of is like, okay, let's find my brother. That's kind of the inherent story hook. Um, but also... This is another reason why the game kind of hits 
really close to home. Home for me is the flip side of the game. You play as Kay's mother as she is slowly dying from her cancer. So she is doing kind of these like quests that she's got on an app that gives her Bitcoin basically. And she does all these small little quests. She's trying to make enough money so she can upload her consciousness to a hard drive to give to her daughter so she can have it after she's gone. And she's poor. She's trying to figure out a way to do that. So you get to play through her in the last couple weeks of her life and just seeing how, yeah, it, it really hit close to home in a personal way. A lot of personal things in this, in this game. Um, but the story is so well conceived, thought of, and is able to address societal things and personal problems that I have. And just, it's a, it's just a once in a lifetime type of game. I've never experienced anything like it uh, because it just, it hit in a perfect time in my life where I'm going through a lot of these things that this game presents. Um, yeah, it's four hours long. It's beautiful. It's really kind of, it grays the lines of reality and fan and like fiction and it's just a really good like southern gothic cyberpunk like game uh it's, it's yeah and even without all this like personal attach attachment to it the game's still really good there's a lot of people that i read reviews from or watch things on that that aren't even from where i'm from or have the experiences that i have that are like this game is amazing but there's so many people that are like me who have the same experiences as me and are saying the same things that i'm saying like oh my gosh like i've never played something that just kind of resonates with where i grew up and who like i am or a thing i've experienced in my life so norco is there because of that um yeah it's a great game um just play it in one sitting if you ever get the time but yeah that is it and here's like this is just from the game um and it's kind of like a corner store where i'm from like this is like this is this could be at the corner of my street if wow. i just walked outside it's 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 one of my favorite areas in the game because it's like oh this is like home um but yeah norco is amazing that is my number one and that'll be all from me awesome so. list awesome list thank you all right well i'm gonna go all right how do i get rid of my, my thing <laughs> there you go uh let's see if i can find <clears throat> add google slides here i'm gonna go and then we got sam after me so let's see if this works out and then Taylor just leaves. Taylor and then I'm just going to be gone. I'll be asleep. All right. So processing. Now, I don't know if the audio will or the video will show up or the audio will show up in these, but um, we'll give it a shot. So here is mine. The delicious Goody 22 with Dolly from the side quest. That's me. <laughs> I like how you had to write with Dolly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Let's go!" All right. Let's go. Happy birthday, it year! It's the it's the year's birthday. It turns. Uh, let's see. According to the calendar, uh, reality is two thousand and twenty-two years old. Almost two thousand twenty-three years old. There is nothing before that. Dang, so happy birthday, old. year! <clears throat> Anyways, 
These games did not make it, but they could have because they were fantastic. Evil West, I just finished a review on. Love the stupidity of that game. It's so fun and great visuals and just great controls. It's an awesome palette cleanser. Uh, Splatoon 3 on the other side is... Um, Splatoon 2 is great. Splatoon 3 is way more technical, I feel, in terms of uh, a lot of the online battles. And I loved it. I just um, felt as if it was almost... Weird to say it, Splatoon 3 is almost too much. Like, there is too much stuff in Splatoon <laughs> 3. They have, a, they have a freaking, like, card game in it now. Um, and so it just adds a bunch of more stuff. Anyway, it's it's still a great game. And then Elden Ring, <clears throat> I, uh, I had kind of turned the corner on Elden Ring some point during the year when I finally got into the idea of Souls-likes and um, <laughs> Rogue-likes and kind of the, the mashup of those two. Uh <clears throat> Went and, back and did the tutorial. Went back and did the tutorial. <laughs> I walked right past it. It was not designed well. But no, um, I, I did definitely enjoy enjoy Elden Ring. It was just, it's such a massive game. And I'm just going to continue playing it. I'm like chipping away at it little by little. Uh, it, But it was so massive that it was almost overwhelming, I think. And that's potentially why it ended up not, um, uh, you know, why it ended up not uh, being what my top in my top five anyways time for my top five these are gonna be in no particular order so let's go into my top five Ugh. again no particular let's order. go <clears throat> curse to golf um oop, come, back here, <laughs> come back here curse to golf <laughs> spoilers okay. spoiler uh really enjoyed this game lots of fun uh just uh, it it's a real simple premise but it's executed really well um, and it, it's just, it's the kind of game that I, you know, we played it at PAX East and it finally came out and, uh, I think it earned an award at PAX East from us and it came out and, um, both Taylor and I had codes for it and we had a good kind of good chat about it. it. It's such a nice laid back type of game, um, that, uh, it, it succeeds on, on what it's trying to do, which is to create this golf game which is not a golf game it's more of like a 2d tactical style thing but it's got a really cute story great great premise and it works so Curse also a great great steam deck game i was gonna say great steam deck game like fantastic steam you want to play this on a portable device steam deck or switch you want to play it on one of those two devices because that's what this is definitely designed for i do think you're, you're they're gonna come out with a an ios version they have to at some point because it um it feels like it's perfect for mobile as well. How do you can how you control stuff? But uh, yeah, it's good, real good game. Yeah, as uh, sorry, I spoiled it. Tunic, uh, great, great yeah. game. I'm a Zelda fanatic, and um, I I battled between this and Elden Ring, actually. But I think it was and this is on Game Pass. Is it still on Game Pass? I think I feel yeah, like, like still be. it. Um, it is. It scratches this weird itch for this adventure game that it pushes you to think you're on the right path, but then you realize you've been making bad decisions the whole time when you've been like traveling around and doing some of the adventuring that it, um, uh, it's devious in in certain ways. And and people talk about the difficulties um, in the game and how there's a pretty big difficulty arc that happens. But I, I I appreciate that because you, learn right away how to utilize different tools that they give you and different weapons and stuff. And then you apply them and they get, um, there's like a parabolic curve of how complex some of these things get. And then you realize that you're, 
you're almost overthinking some things, and that's when you actually start solving some of the puzzles in the game. But I, I, I really do love it, and I love the whole idea of the, um, you know, the, the booklet concept as well. Anyways, next game, <clears throat> Marvel Snap, the game I've probably played the most this year since it came out. I'm gonna guess I probably got, oh, I don't know, uh, hundreds of hours into Marvel Snap. Um, Johnny and I are, are pretty pretty addicted to this. Weeping for all of the other good games. Yeah. No, it's just, it's so easy to play. And I think that's what really makes makes it enjoyable for me in that I am normally crappy at card games, but this, this isn't necessarily a card game. It's a card game because you're collecting cards, but it's played more like a very fun, it's like, it's like Marvel Uno in a weird way. And I think that, um, or Marvel War, you guys played War. It's more War than it is like an actual collectible card game. But I think it it just plays so easy and it's so simple to get into uh, that, you know, and I, I love developing the different strategies. Like Johnny and I will post all the different you know, types of decks that we're using and modifying the Agatha Casino deck that he calls it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm going to end up eventually being bored of this. And it could happen a lot quicker than uh, than I anticipate because you get to a point where you're like, okay, I figured it out. I, I you know, unless <laughs> they start actually adding PvP or like quests, like Zach quests or side quests, um, the, the game's going to end up becoming uh, you know pretty quick to uh, you know bottom of my my iOS deck. But at the same time, I'd love to see a physical version of this game come out because that could actually be kind of cool, collectible version. Imagine all those variants. And uh, <clears throat> Kirby, my boy Kirby's on there because it's just a fun, chill game that you know you don't need to do. You need to, don't need to worry much about Kirby. In this case, yes. the 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 change to Kirby into a three D Mario was it Mario three D World uh, aesthetic? I think worked so well in this <clears throat> that it. Um, uh, it's in a weird way, it it's essentially moving Kirby closer and closer to like top tier Nintendo franchises, right up there with like thank Mario. Very close to that, I think, because it is. Thank it's go ahead, JJ. I'm gonna say thank you for using the same picture twice. Yeah, it's uh, well, <laughs> I didn't. The one on the left has the video, but if I click the video, it just goes okay. to the next. So it didn't work. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it's it's just so perfectly put together. It's a cohesive game. I mean, it's it's got this bizarre post-apocalyptic world to it and it's got seriously good boss battles in this game like the final boss battle is actually a lot of fun um in how many phases it goes through so and there's tons of secrets too like they throw codes at you you build up a town in there um i've gone back in and, and kind of replayed this several times i mean it definitely gets that mar it scratches that mario itch that we haven't had like a true mario game since odyssey so um but this this definitely hits that so yeah i loved it love it kirby's a great game and finally, Vampires, again, the video won't play, but Vampire Survivors, uh, <clears throat> the whole reason for me, um, when this, when I started playing it on Steam Deck, I think that's when my mind flipped on a Steam Deck, and I thought, holy shit, this is perfect on the Steam Deck, because it uh, it's the kind of game you can pick up and play, and by the time the Steam Deck battery runs out in about 40 minutes, you have already played enough <laughs> to, um, to enjoy it. And it's super cheap, um, it's free on mobile, and it is a horrible bathroom game because uh you think you're only going to be in there for like you know a minute or two and the next thing you know you've been playing vampire survivors <laughs> and upgrading and it's like it's gone way too far and you're you're you know your family's trying to get a hold of you but 
uh, yeah, it's just such a good, such a good game. It's just simple game. Uh, great job at using Unity assets to the developers and um, just, <laughs> just literally, uh, you know, it's it's like almost fa- face slapping at how 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 come nobody thought of this before type of thing because it's just it's so effortless in what it does and yeah it's really rough around the edges I, I'm never gonna I'm not gonna say it's not but God, it's it's just so I keep, I keep trying to play it as a twin stick shooter yeah, which is yeah. always very funny <laughs> no I, I was saying <clears throat> last week when Taylor and I were chatting there's a point that you can get to this game where um you can kind of let it play by itself and it's satisfying because you've built up your, uh, your powers enough that, um, when it, when it goes off on its own, it's just, it's, it's kind of fun to watch this dude just take the, and you start unlocking the different characters. It just, I don't know. It's, it's, really, it's really nice. It's really fun when you can just stop moving. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, just, it's just so nice. You're like, you know, I'm going to sit here for a little bit and see how many of these swarms yeah. I can take. Oh, there's a big swarm of bats. I got this cover. Oh, yeah, the big swarm of skeletons got that. Cover. You know, it's, it's really nice and satisfying for that. So I I usually play this game like pacifist mode from Geometry Wars too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, right. Right. <laughs> that is the that pacifist mode was my absolute favorite way to play yeah. Geometry Wars. That that was such yeah. a good yeah. concept for that game. And that's it for me. Thank you. Have a nice year. And now we got another uh, we get another presentation here from one Sam. Sam Dixon, which I'm going to... Uh, yes, a presentation that I definitely created myself. That you definitely exactly created. exactly what yourself. it looks like. <clears throat> Sam messaged me like uh, 10 minutes ago and said, "Here, here's my list of games if you want to get the videos ready. I'm like, I'm going to do you one better. And I'm going to create a... Oh, I thought Sam put out a fiver at like yeah. <laughs> five minutes before the show and was waiting for this to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, hey, hey this is my list, and I definitely know what that acronym is in the center there. Goatee, yeah, you know, he did that song. Yes, yeah. yeah game of the, it's Goatee of the Year, duh. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so before we get to... Okay. Great, I mentioned an honorable mention slide, but uh, we're going to have two categories of honorable mentions. One is the, I played for an hour, and then something happened, and I put it on the back burner and haven't gotten oh. to it yet. Um, and that would be Neon White Tunic and Cult of the Lamb. Uh, great games. Uh, and then uh, games that didn't quite make this list um, for various reasons. Uh, Elden Ring, uh, as has been talked about. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Ollie Ollie World, um, hmm. which the oh, reason yeah, it didn't geez, make I the list about that. is uh, I played it on Switch and that ain't the game. Uh, you need to play that <laughs> on an Xbox. And I recently purchased it there. And let's hope it makes it on next year's list. Um, so it very well might. Um, but yeah. Oh, and also the steam deck because, uh, it's the steam deck and it both satisfied that itch of needing to tinker with something constantly and be mad when, when you tinker with it, it doesn't work the way you want it to. Uh, and also reminded me that the Wii U is still the superior console to everything that's ever come out. Um, (laughs) uh, with that being said, let's actually get into my list. Uh, with a great controversial uh, fourth pick. Uh, <laughs> hey. Good. It certainly is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, certainly good. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> really? Was it on your list, Zach? Um, um, It's still really good. Hey. Yeah. 
Yeah, hey, hey, oh. it's, it's really good. Uh, bugs and all. Honestly, they didn't have to fix it for me. I would have. They're called Pokemon. Not bugs. To completion. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's plenty of bugs out there too. Um, but uh, I had a great time. Uh, I know that yeah, Cody Metal Gear survived. Uh, that hey, that's on honorable mentions. To be honest, too, there you go. It didn't come out this year. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I have a partner who's also very interested in Pokemon. Uh, they are two Pokemon away from having a complete Dex at this point. Jesus. Um, yeah, <laughs> it also helps that uh, I wanted to play uh, uh, Violet, but of course I had to play Scarlet. Um, with the thing that doesn't use his wheels to, to ride. Yeah, to drive, yeah um, he's, just, is, he's just galloping. Yeah, maybe the most wild thing about that. Uh, grass starter superior as always. Um, uh-huh. And- uh, there's a trainer who uh, built like me uh, in every Pokemon game <laughs> leading up to this one, which is uh, just an EV team, a complete EV team. Uh, <laughs> so love that. Um, and I just generally had a good time. Uh, you know, it, it basically took the sort of open world that Arceus had kind of flirted with and, um, you know, made it more expansive, maybe to its own detriment. Um, allowed you to tackle things your own way, sort of-ish. Uh, but... I just had a good time, uh, and that's really all you can ask for in a great Pokemon game. So uh, I probably won't make it to the complete decks, but I have completed the main storyline and still working on uh, some of the post-game content. So uh, Why did you choose Scarlet over Violet? Oh, no, I wanted Violet, but my partner said I had to take Scarlet. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, so uh, Scarlet it was. Honestly, it had the better exclusive Pokemon, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, yeah. So that's number four. Uh, I know controversial take, uh, but number three, a game that everybody forgot probably came out this year, uh, mm-hmm. Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, a uh, another Bethesda game that will probably be making its way uh, onto the Xbox later um, in a couple months. Uh, a just a great open world to kind of move around in. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. difficult or. Um, you know, yeah, I like, can't wait to play this on Game Pass. Challenging, yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. The story is really good. Um, it's nice to see like two bros like become better bros over the course of the game. Like start off as enemies, turn into frenemies, and then just become bros. Um, uh, and Love you'll that. get it if you play the game. Um, enemies turn to lovers. It's just well, I don't know. It's not that far, but. <laughs> Um, the side quests are very good. They're very good at being like, go to this location, finish it, and then that's it. You're not like running across the whole map to do things. Uh, the collectibles are very interesting. Uh, there's the merchants are cats, um, so you can't go wrong with there. Um, powers are cool, but honestly, they could have done more with them. But uh, a solid game. And yes, as uh, you mentioned, more than likely going to be on Games Pass uh, mm-hmm. coming shortly. So um, definitely worth a check out when it comes to that. Um, so boop, if you could move my slide, uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, remember when I said we'd see this again? <laughs> what, what is that? Uh, I can't believe it, it. Uh, still don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, anybody else want to take a stab at it? Lunistus. That's my best guess. Uh, and you love a trailer that doesn't pronounce it for you. So it's Lunisti. <laughs> yeah, it is not and it's absolutely not Linist- but, <laughs> uh, but a uh a very solid game um you know i haven't really messed around with uh too many of the characters because i've been trying to uh just s-class so i can get the most out of the story 
Um, but man, uh, a great, like I've got 15 minutes to burn, which turns into the, well, I'll just do one more run, which turns into the, I've been playing this for two hours. Holy crap. Um, so great game. Yes. Yeah, uh, we talked about that whenever you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend it, uh, on switch and PC. And again, it's like, it's $5. Like if you've got a steam deck just, and you like platformers, do yourself a favor and check it out. Uh, and then, boop, next uh, slide here. Uh, hey, a game that technically came out last year, but ended up on Games Pass. Um, I mean, uh, I guess I have to repeat this every year, uh, but if somebody would like to fill it in for me, uh, what do I look for most in video games? Funny. It's funny stuff. <laughs> funny stuff. I, I genuinely don't know, Sam. I'm no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, movement. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say next. Yeah. Yeah. That was my uh, third guess. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I've said so often on this podcast that uh, movement that's really why defines, he likes. That's uh, why he likes racing games. Mm, that's yes. all. <laughs> <laughs> movement really defines whether I'm going to like or love a game. Uh, and Deathloop, again, just takes what Dishonored already proved was very good. Uh, and just expanded it uh, and twisted it a little bit for Deathloop. Um, plus, it's also, uh, you know, it, it's a great game that, you know, you're basically given the ability to just end the game day one if you wanted to. Um, I mean, not technically. Uh, there are some limitations to that. But, um, you know, it allows you to sort of brute force your way into finding solutions that they never intended you to do it. Um, although, obviously maybe in some way they did intend you to do it. Um, but you can stumble across things just by like, you know, a lot of times if you're used to that sort of like death loop, dishonored, running away from a situation you've mm -hmm. caused by accident, um, you'll just end up in a building. You're like, what's that? And it's uh, a, like a clue to the, uh, like the guy you've been ignoring because you haven't found any information on how to take him out. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Again, with the sort of, if you want to be stealth, you can be completely stealth. Um, obviously, you have to murder in this game, um, since that's the crux of escaping no! the island. Um, but um, <laughs> you can be stealthy, but when things go awry, you can use the tools and knowledge you have of maps uh, to be able to get out of it. Um, you know, some people are kind of hit or miss on the whole having another human come into your game and possibly wreck your run. Uh, especially if you've been sort of mm, I wonder why the end of the day uh, and, and you know there's the get good mentality um, and I think the you know the honest answer of that is you need to experience being that side to understand how it works so then you can defend against it better um, and I don't think people kind of understood that in that meta um, and I mean it's just uh, honestly a funny written um, sort of like I knew it yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, it, it's interesting, like sort of like the idea of loss and how we commit to ideals and how uh, that can lead to our own destruction and the destructions of others. Um, so uh, where I played it, um, even though I do own it on PS5 also is Games Pass. Um, another one, it's, you know, it's now Microsoft owned, so it's probably going to be there for a while. Um, but, uh, if you've got like, uh, I think it's like only like an eight hour game. Um, but just check it out. Uh, I know it's from last year. Don't criticize it's, me. 
It's uh, wild. It's wild that absolutely none of the advertising for this game showed you how funny this game was. Mm-hmm. No, it took itself <laughs> very serious. Yeah. and advertising and all that stuff. But like, you know, the, the like the sort of like insanity that goes on with these characters for experiencing this for so long or believing they've been in this for so long. It's it, it's wild. Yeah. Um, and just little side quests and stories you can find that they, you know, uh, arcane and they always hide in these games and just, just great. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's it. Uh, unless I have a mystery slide at the end. Nope. You do not. Nope. That's it. Yeehaw. Great. Where's Pentiment? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Well, I can't wait for us to vote Vampire Survivor Game of the Year, so. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move on to the final the final uh, goatee person, and that would be Taylor. All right. You got anything to show Taylor? Or you just gonna talk yeah, about you betcha. Can I choose a window instead of my whole screen? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can. Excellent. Here you go, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah all right we're gonna go from the ground up before we jump in i did see that uh plainland mentioned tinykin uh tinykin mm. great game uh but uh 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 this uh is probably um, a uh, <laughs> definitely a great game like you know if, if you're still in that platforming vein like that would be number two recommendation of that this year all right. So I'll start mine off with um I you know the my the ge- list of games that I played is already kind of limited. The list of games that I completed is even smaller. Um <laughs> the total amount of games on this list that I completed, I don't want to say. Anyway, let's get to it. Important inclusions. We're going to start with this. Um Yeah. The the Mister is an incredible device. Um and picking up a CRTV uh, TV this year was uh, transformative in that regard. Um, I played several very good games that are too old to include on this list. Um, uh, the and the Mister was, you know, kind of foundational in being able to do that. Um, if you're a person that wants to play games on a CRT or even on an HDTV and want you're kind of like if you have even the hint of purest tendencies of wanting to play it exactly how it was on the system, there is kind of no alternative. Um, anyway, moving on. Honorable mentions. So here's my uh, not top five. Cult of the Lamb, very good game. We already talked about it. Um, it was a lot of fun, kind of short, but uh, but good. I liked it. Hmm. Uh, Dome Keeper. Uh, I don't know. Dome Keeper was just I, I distilled just, game. Yeah, I just started playing Dome Keeper. On, yeah, uh, um, on the really, Steam Deck, and that's a great really Steam good Deck on Steam game. Deck. Yeah, dude, it's so good on Steam Deck. It um, is. <laughs> like the map fits perfectly on Steam Deck. It requires so few button inputs, and like it's not a Twitch game, and it just it just it works wonderful. Um, it's um it's just a pleasure to play. Um. I, I enjoyed my time with it a lot. Rogue Legacy 2. Um, yeah. 
one that, of the did that come out this year I that was this is. year dog yeah. this year. um like i said this year was stacked with like <laughs> yeah. like think about like three years ago rogue legacy 2 was a top five game yeah um uh rogue legacy 2 was great it's really it good yeah um I didn't even think about it. I would have put it on my list. I, another, yeah. another, another really good Steam Deck game. Um, yeah. That shit, that shit, fucking slaps on Steam Deck. Um, Neon White mentioned on several people made it in the top five on a few others. Just didn't make it into mine. Um, I was uh, top ten on several levels in the first uh, couple weeks. Just throwing that out there. Um, I like that game a lot. Uh, all right. Here we go. Now you might notice Rusty's that I'm on, real deal baseball. I yeah, knew it. Now you might, and you might notice <laughs> yeah, that I'm on line Rusty. seven on a top five. Now that's because I've included an important addendum to the list, which okay. is number six, the steam deck, Got the it. silent killer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I know it's not, killer. I know it's not a game, um, but I feel like it's, you know, and we kind of, we've mentioned it a few times. Uh, but I feel like it's kind of too important to me to not mention. Um, it's been with... the deciding factor for some re- for some of the games on my list. Like... Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. For for me, it's a deciding factor because I don't play many of these games as much, if at all, without it existing. Period. Um, you know, my my daughter turns two in February. Um, you know, that with time as it is, it just it just doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I had I had to I had to include it in some place. So obviously, it doesn't count as top five, but you know, I wanted to make sure it was mentioned in in the vein uh, in the same sentences as as the big guns. All right, number five, Vampire Survivors. It was good. Um, I liked it a lot. I still play it a lot, and I started dipping back in uh, now that they released 1.0. I'm excited for the DLC. Yeah, it I just is it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just the game that you can sit down and play. Doesn't matter what the context is. Um, pretty soon, yep. you unlock the option where you go at double time. So instead of runs being thirty minutes long, they're only fifteen minutes long, and you're like, "That's great," and you just keep <laughs> going. Uh, number four is Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, okay. Probably one of the only. I think yeah, it's my only Nintendo Switch game. On my list, I think, um, mostly because Steam Deck came in and I started to like leave Nintendo Switch behind, mostly. Um, but uh, but yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Three is for all the same reasons we already talked about, an extremely good game, and uh, also one of the games that I didn't finish, but I will soon. Number three, Elden Ring. Uh, I. I think Elden Ring is a very good video game. That's about all I'll say about it. I don't know. I don't think I need to say that much more. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's top five. It's very good. I like it. Number two is Dwarf Fortress. It only came out, was it, like eight days ago? Um, something like that. Something like that. Obviously, it's been out for... 25 for, years. 2020 i think i think i I think it was 2002 but um it was it was definitely after the year 2000 but as it is now is it almost a completely different entity than the original ascii version um and it is 
an incredible interactive experience. Um, and I don't know how to much how to describe it other than that. Everybody should play it. All right. And my top is tunic. Um, yeah. Tunic is the most game that like of every game that I've mentioned, um, and every game that I played this year, if I could forget it and play it again, it would be tunic. Hmm. 100%. Um, and I think increasingly that's the game that is the most valuable to me of the one that I played that year is the one where if I could forget it and replay it and relive that experience, that's the one that I would probably call my game of the year. And and this year was tunic like last year was, um, you know, I got to kind of fit outer wilds in there, uh, because, um, because the expansion came out and so I had played it right before our, our game of the year nods that year. But yeah, I mean this, this year it was tunic for sure. <laughs> no, no, Stefan, I don't hate tunic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, it, that's the one that, uh, that popped up for the, for the most of us, I think was tunic. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Made a, I made a joke about vampire survivors, but it's probably tunic, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's probably. I, it's just because it's not on my list doesn't mean I don't absolutely adore. Tunic. Yeah, I mean the I thing about it. Tunic it's, for me it's, is it that flanks my list. It's yeah, is that it's just so it's so much a, a distillation of all the good parts of video games. Yeah, um, it is. It has all of the wonder and mystery of older games uh, to the point where they just decided to include. Uh, the guide and manual in it as a, but you know, but they did that. And then they said, they turned it on its head and said, okay, but now it's also a gameplay element of it. Um, I don't know. It's wonderful. I I found it. They said, we put secret codes in the WAV files. (laughs) You want to go find the secrets to the map in the folder of our audio. Yeah, and and you know, and <laughs> Stefan called it up earlier when he said that it was um, you know akin to Fez. And once upon a time, uh, you know, when I when Fez came out on XBLA, and I one hundred percented that uh, on on my three sixty. Um, yeah, I mean, Fez was like a profound game to me. I loved everything about Fez. Um, yeah, maybe no, with the like- exception of its creator, but. <laughs> yeah, like I like what I was saying before. Elden Ring is a video game, video game. Tunic is a video game, video game. But 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 I think <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I think you don't say. I think if I could go back and like redo my list, I was talking to my girlfriend about this today. Is I would put Tunic above Elden Ring because I think Tunic is the better experience of that type that came out this year because it's so much more accessible even though Elden Ring is still pretty accessible for that genre but Tunic is like way more accessible but it's still the same experience but boiled down like so Dolly can play it and he's Mm -hmm. like this isn't overwhelming but it's the same thing and it's like so concise it's so well thought out Um, yeah it removes it removes equipment it it removes levels 
but keeps the same core. Um, and yeah, I don't know that, that the fact that it's one of my all time favorite, um, game music. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was made by lifeline. Is that, yeah. Is that the group? I'm pretty, pretty sure. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. It's also like I was saying about neon white is like Like forms. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. sound, the soundtrack for tunic just, just due to like the amount of clues it holds for the game in general, but also just like the sound soundtrack is so a part of the game's identity. It's like, if you took it away, it wouldn't be the same game. Like, it's just like, so embedded. What's, what's crazy is that, yeah, you know, Zach and I have, have read the same, it was it a medium article that yeah. Zach or was it, some, it was, it was either a medium article and it were a blog post. But, you know, so Lifeform, they did the soundtrack for Dust Force. That's what I knew them from, um, which was another kind of pseudo speed running um, game from like 2014. 2011, like I think. It's old. Oh my God. Is it really that old? Wow. How old am I? <laughs> Dust Force. Yeah, I know. Thank you. 2012 jesus january 2012 yeah. holy really. shit um uh, <laughs> anyway so they they did they did the album for dust force and that's when i got to know them and have loved them ever since um but yeah so the the kind of recap on the music for tunic was you know obviously they did mostly the ost um so i don't know if they how much they contributed to the other sounds but like just basic sound effects in tunic have the, the coded language of tunic is embedded within the sound effects as well. So like if you do something that's good, they embed the sound effect, the, the, like they embed the language translation for like, you got it right or some shit like that into the sound effect. When you do something right, it, it's, I don't know. It's just fucking nonsense. Um, but all, but all in the nice ways where I think that it's cool. Yeah, it's a game that had a lot of thought and love on every level, and it shows. That's why it took him a decade to make. (laughs) It did take him a long ass time. (laughs) I think in terms of what Zach was talking about, where like Tunic and Elden Ring are kind of the same game, but just like they come at it from a different perspective. It's uh, Tunic wants you. It's it's actively like welcoming you to figure out what's going on explore and stuff whereas elden ring is actively (laughs) trying to like stop you at every turn (laughs) yeah tunic desperately wants all of its secrets to be found yeah um you know the it wants you to collect all the pages of okay i was wondering what tell you it desperately wants you to find all the pages of the manual it wants you to decipher every bit about it, despite how hard they make it, they want, like it wants yeah. you to figure it out. Um, Elden yeah. ring. It does. It's not that it doesn't want you. It just doesn't care. Elden yeah. ring doesn't care whether or not you find it. Um, <laughs> Dally just found out that he could do a scrolling marquee. Yep, um, and, uh, and yeah, that's the reason why I love that game. Also, when this game came out, they had a discord made for this game specifically to like share things kind of like, Elden Ring has kind of the same thing, but it was more so 
driven by the community manager and stuff of like guiding this discovery so it was really interesting how they were able to approach that yeah it's um it would be a lot harder to you know it's funny that it took as long as it did to make it because i think it would have suffered you know in the kind of pre not i mean discord's been around for a while um uh, but you know the height of discord is over the last like two years and I think the, the yeah. pre-Discord era, it would, it would have been a lot tougher for it to be what it is. Yeah, the GameFAQ message boards would not be the same uh, <laughs> No, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> the IGN video game section chat. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Board have they been developing be... this game for so long that Discord wasn't a thing before this? Oh, well, let's see. They Ooh. probably started it just before. Because um, Discord launched in beta at the end of 2015. I, I like I I can't remember what year at PAX East Tunic was at, um, but I just remember p- playing it and thinking, "Man, that's going to be great when it comes out." And then <laughs> five years later, or whatever. Um, yeah, I would guess 2015 that pa- was when they started to develop. Jeez. So technically, they did, they started development pre Discord, um, so they didn't know that it was going to exist. But I, you know, it's one of those things where you wonder. It's like, did they think that did they see what Discord was becoming and be like, yeah, this is definitely going to be a part of figuring out all of the, uh, all of the secrets. Yeah. Well, like also, this game's kind of e- it's it's easy to conform like discussion around discovery of this game because it's pretty. It's not like railroady, but it's pretty. It's set on how you go through yeah. most of it, unlike. Eldering, where it's like I'm gonna go that way. You're gonna go like it's just kind of impossible to discuss. Yeah, the the only time where it opens up is when you go through the second playthrough of the game. Yeah, but like, and even then, like, even like if you and I played that game, if you and I played Tunic Fresh side by side by side, our experiences would still be different because I would find different things still, and you would find things that I didn't see or go somewhere like so. Yeah, and and because because of the way that the the puzzles are designed, you know, because there are things that you can get on the first playthrough that are not required. Um, and it's literally just about how much of the secret bits of the world that you managed to figure out. Um, was it the golden path? I think is the, the main thing. Well, you know, like, m- my game, my playthrough, I didn't even have a mana potion the whole entire <laughs> time. I just skipped it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I, I, I never, existed. I never used the uh, the magic, not a single time. No. So yeah, it's just like whatever. Nope. Like, but I, then again, that's how I played Elden Ring too. Yeah. So it's like yeah. that. That part was like a direct translation to me. It was, it was very interesting playing them in such close proximity to one another, both this and Elden Ring. Anyway, that, that, that's it. that's it. Yeah. I was expecting us That's to fight over vampire no, survivors I, or this, but I would. I, there was it, it, between yeah. the two. I would, even though I included it like high up in my top five, I would go to war against <laughs> vampire survivors taking top spot. I think I think Tunic's definitely the better game. Game yeah, like yeah. I, I love Vampire Survivors, and we'll be playing it probably clear through twenty twenty three. But yeah. Uh, that doesn't change the fact even though tunic wasn't on my list doesn't mean i didn't it it's technically number six on my list my bottom (laughs) five weren't my weren't my 
mm-hmm. you know, nine through six. Those were just honorable mentions of games that I liked throughout the year. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, Tunic is easily number six on my list. I I love Zelda games. Always have loved Same. Zelda games. The and this is just overhead style and, Zelda. And, yeah. and, and it's not yeah. even like. No. particularly Zelda-y in terms of, no. like, the game. It's just, it has the f- Zelda feel, which is kind of yeah. just 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 a, a, a boy lost in the woods, like, of the original Zelda or even A Link to the Past or whatever, where well, you're just sort of like... trying to get your footing uh, in, in a world that you know nothing about. Uh, it does a very good job of doing that and speaking a language that you don't speak but yet understand. Uh, it's very fascinating way mm-hmm. of presenting this a Zelda experience without being a Zelda game. Uh yeah. Awesome. That's it. We get we yeah. did it everybody. No yeah. no crying. No fighting. No and thanks fighting. to thanks to Phil for dropping it on uh, on Game Pass. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I just keep that image in there for Yeah, um, thanks it's... Phil for the X Xbox exclusive tunic until yeah. September of this year. <laughs> <laughs> no awesome awesome it's uh it, it was a, an excellent year for for games yeah. surprisingly because there's so many different um i mean there are so many different styles of games in our uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> so many different style of games in our uh our goatees that, um, that uh, i think it was it was totally worth it. I, i'm looking forward to 2023 which next week we're going to do our we're gonna take a look at the schedule of releases for 2023 and maybe do our um there we go merry christmas our number one fan right there lisa thanks for stopping by lisa thank you lisa finally someone says thank you to us and gives us some good vibes who are we Um, are we doing most anticipated yeah we'll do that next next week next week next week yeah because it's already eleven, and we've been going. No, no, I yeah, I didn't mean tonight, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, fam, thank you guys for uh, sticking sticking with and, and putting powerpoints together <laughs> and weird uh, text boxes. Um, but I will uh, I will share my memoriam video in the Discord. Yes, we're gonna post it for sure. We're gonna post <laughs> it. And if you are watching or listening, post in the comments. Post in the Discord. Just go to the website or look at the the comments of this podcast on YouTube, Twitch. Hop in that Discord and uh, join and tell us your top five games or so, if you could, if you can even think about it, um, for 2022. And uh, yeah, we'll. I'm sure there's it's gonna be good discussions. I'm still playing stuff. I didn't play Neon White. I haven't played Dwarf Fortress. They all look. They all look really good. I just didn't have time to play everything. Mason Daly, we, kn- we all, I noticed. I noticed that after you played the trailer for Rally Racing, um, that there was a Dwarf Fortress guide video recommended. <laughs> yes, I don't know if that was, was indicating something. <laughs> it's very funny that that was just wedged in between. <laughs> it was yeah. just like all car videos <laughs> and a Dwarf Fortress right in the middle. It's a sign. It's a sign. Definitely gonna have to hop into this. All right, everybody, you can find us at SideQuesting.com, SideQuesting TV on YouTube and Twitch. And uh, find us SideQuesting at Mastodon. But it's at Discord, baby. Go to the Discord and join us and have a lot of fun. And we'll definitely hang out and chat there. Uh, folks are starting to receive their Secret Santa gifts. Apparently, we had a SideQuesting Secret Santa. So some folks are already starting to receive those. Um, and uh, yes, I am. And, um, <laughs> in a way, and, um, 
yeah it, it, it's gonna it's a lot of fun so maybe we'll we'll we could maybe we'll do i don't know we'll figure out maybe we'll do a live video of us opening presents or maybe we won't maybe we'll just tell each other in the discord either way we'll see you next week you can find us until then at dolly Domofsky, at the underscore double underscore j at taylor bliss at okay quest in your pantry or the wherever um eating yeah your, show your me bread. your bread show me your bread i showed you my bread please respond <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in the next episode of the Charges kill my head. Damn. Gonna take now, disappear.